Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Reality, a decoding TV podcast covering the latest and greatest in reality television. I'm Justin Jordan. And I'm Deja Woolery. On today's episode of Decoding Reality, we will be discussing episode 8, which is week 7, of The Golden Bachelor. You can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. And please email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. Plus, find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. On today's episode, we'll start by... Giving our initial thoughts of this week, which is the Fantasy Suite Week, we'll do a recap of the entire episode, and then we'll end the episode with our predictions on who will win the Golden Bachelor. So, Deja, let's get into it. What do you think of Fantasy Suite uh, Fantasy Suite Week on the Golden Bachelor? I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this, but I'm excited Uh-oh. to di- dissect it throughout the episode. I think that even though I've been saying this whole time that by and large, none of these women lost, I think Teresa and Leslie lose. The way that Gary was what behaving in this episode made me feel like no matter what, these two women are the ones who got in so far. And I just think he's doing a disservice no matter what. We'll get into it. What? Deja, are you kidding me? Okay, hold on. It it really threw me for a loop, but we'll get into it. What were your overall thoughts, though? Here's the thing. I think... I think we, I think Gary and, and like in every single season of this franchise, we have reached an impasse where the format of the show forces you to kind of be a jerk. And that's not like the fault of any particular person or any particular producer, but at some point you're going to have to make a decision. And it's like, 
And I think Gary is realizing that too. And thankfully, this is a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. Gary is so loving and so open with his emotions. He can't help but to tell someone he loves them or tell someone how much they mean to him, right? And those aren't inherently bad things, but this show sometimes forces a weaponization of those thoughts that like, are you telling this person that you love them because you love them or is it because you want them to stay? Are you telling this person that you would uh, move in with them across the country because you will or because you want to stay? And I think the contestants realize that. And I think Gary realizes that as well. What do you think, Deja? I think Gary realizes that. I think the contestants realize that. But I think... I don't know, watching this episode, if either of these women belong with Gary. I don't know if he maybe just didn't need to do the show. Not that they can't be happy together or have what? a happy marriage. But I know I sound crazy. I just feel like, for me, it was the transition from the first date to the second date. It was the way that mm. I think he's for maybe the first time in the show, given what we've heard about, he always makes these women feel like they're the only one in the room. And suddenly he's having trouble with that. He doesn't know how to divide his attention. And no matter what I think it's going to feel like, Teresa was a backup plan. And nobody wants to feel like a backup plan. Damn. And nobody okay. wants to feel like somebody had a backup plan for them. It was that transition mm-hmm. for me. He didn't know how to do it. And I think that's really, really telling. I think if they're in your final two and you're prepared to potentially marry these women, you can hold feelings for both of them. But I just, I think it should have been like, when I'm with this one, they're all I think about. When I'm with that one, they're all I think about. The struggle is who? That wasn't his struggle here. So, but here's the, here's my question to you. I guess, I mean, Gary, if you're listening, please answer this too. Like, I think, number one, I think we have to prepare ourselves that Teresa might win. <laughs> I think America doesn't think Teresa's going to win. I think America is kind of out on Teresa. And I don't, I'm not sure why, because I think for the most part, Teresa is just a nice gal. You know, like she's not hurting anybody. But at the same time, I are are we are we falling victim to the editors? Uh, think about it this way: like if Teresa does win, right, and the the producers already know this because they filmed, are they like trying to veer us in another direction? So when the finale hits, you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe he chose Teresa. You know, like Teresa has been, I guess, the only one in drama this season two with like the whole uh, Kathy telling her to stop talking about how much she loves Gary, yada, yada, yada. And so like, are we, are we falling victim to the edit? I'm tempted to say that we are. Yeah. I think we could be falling victim to the edit, but at the same time, even if they switch the order of it, which I guess they couldn't have, it didn't feel like Gary was connecting with Teresa that well in the beginning. He also like just found out her career 
she's starting to feel more and more like a backup plan. I think that's the tension we've all been seeing a little bit throughout the series of, yeah, he, he seems really nice with Teresa, but there's been something off. There's always been somebody else that he seems like he has a bit more chemistry with. And I think this episode just finally revealed the second choiciness of it. With that being said, let's get into the episode with our recap because the Golden Bachelor starts off with the question that's on all of our minds. When's the last time Gary had sex? And it's like one of those flash forwards that we've been seeing lately of Leslie asking this question to Gary. We don't see his answer just yet. But the Gold Bachelor is in Costa Rica. I do want to give a quick shout out to Gary's outfit. He has like this like uh, very tropical vibe going on he has like the perfect like floral shirt and i think this is one of my favorite parts of the franchise is when they get to travel because i don't know if you remember the covid seasons where they had to just stay in a hotel and oh my gosh it was so awful it was so bad but it's it's always a pleasant surprise when i see them like go to the tropical place i i love the tropical parts of the So, Deja, what did you think of Gary's outfit and the Costa Rican setting of this episode? I would wear that shirt. I would 100% wear that shirt. Um, And random fact about me, but I have insane love for Costa Rica. I want to live there so bad. So no matter what they did, I was going to be happy. Just, yay, go to Costa Rica. Take me with you. I wasn't joking at the end of last episode. Like, send your tickets to Costa Rica. Wait, have you been to Costa Rica? Not once. <laughs> Not <laughs> Wait, a single time. Why do you love Costa Rica? <laughs> There's so many reasons, like, and okay, I just need them I... to validate it by getting me there so I can confirm. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Like, here's the thing. Like, a, a, a very quick travel note, right? Mm. <laughs> here's the thing. Everyone wants to go to like a foreign country until you're there, you know? And, um, fair enough. I think like, no, if you're listening to this, please travel, please travel. It's, it's good for you. But at the same time, when I, when I traveled to a country where I didn't speak the language, I think I, maybe I was just a naive American because I just (laughs) didn't anticipate the mental strain it is to like translate and travel you know, and it's not mm-hmm. like I was doing any extraneous work, you know what I mean? But I was like, man, yeah. it is actually difficult. So, I mean, yes, I would love to go to Costa Rica. I believe they speak mm. Spanish there. Yeah, I'm, I'm fluent like, in I don't Spanish. Sound like that a dumb could guy. work. Um, Wait, you're fluent in, in Spanish? See, si, estoy. <laughs> but when I was in France, I completely faked speaking French. I, If somebody spoke to me, Beyond bonjour, I knew nothing, and then I would just make French noises at them. <laughs> oh my gosh! If I you mumble, you story. I, oh yes. Oh my gosh! Let me tell you. I need to tell you a story about the last time I was in France for my honeymoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I okay. Here's the thing. Um, here, what's really funny is that. Uh, when you go to France, we were expecting like maybe like 
I use washcloths, you know, when I like mm. wash myself. Oh, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, we went to the hotel in France and they didn't have washcloths. And I was like, oh, what the heck? And I, I was like, okay, well, go to the store and maybe like get a washcloth or something. And like, I, I was like feeling sick too because like, but it wasn't COVID. It was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I need Sudafed or anything. But I didn't know you can't get Sudafed in France. They don't have any like of the the good name brand stuff <laughs> in France. I was like, what? Like I can't like it was like they had like a bunch of stores that was like uh herbal herbal medicine. And I was like, I just need like the real stuff. <laughs> Give me some Tylenol. Give me some and so I finally find like a drugstore or whatever. And so I was looking for I was talking to the security guard, I guess, who was guarding it, whatever. And I was like, do you have, like, any washcloths? And he was like, he just looked at me for a long time. I was like, washcloths. And then he's like, he looked at me. He looked me up and down and, like, probably said something horrible in French. I was like, this dumb American or something like that. I was like, oh, um, no. Uh, And I, like, mimed in a store, like, washing myself. I was like, you know, like, uh, yeah. Eh, you know, I was like, he's like, what? And so finally he like begrudgingly points me to a shelf with these brush things, these like hand brushes. <laughs> and so the entire time I was in France, I just I was like squirting soap on this hand brush and like washing myself. If, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Note to self, bring your own washcloths next time, I guess. But Jesus Christ, it was it was an interesting an interesting time in France. Uh anyway. <laughs> Back to the episode. Gary's in Costa Rica and we're having a good time. He's having a good time. And he I think he says a quote that I think is pretty poignant. He's like, I thought I've already been on the Grace Adventure, but little did I know that going to Costa Rica and finding the love of my life that I'm now going on the greatest adventure of my life, which kind of caught me off guard. I was like, Gary, travel more. I think you'll like it. But mainly, they do the little like hotel shout out, et cetera, et cetera. And Teresa's talking about how much she wants to see Gary. Leslie is saying the same thing. And mind you, this is Fantasy Sweeks, Fantasy Sweet Week. And people are. I would say more eager to jump into it than others. Uh, Jesse Palmer has a sit down with Gary and he's kind of like talking about like, so Gary, what do you expect? And I think it's funny how Gary turns the table on Jesse Palmer and is like, what do you define intimacy as? And then you see Jesse Palmer kind of shrink, like, wait a minute, I'm the host. Wait a minute, you're like, you know, <laughs> I thought it was wonderful how Gary kind of gave an opportunity to teach Jesse Palmer about something. Did you also love this moment, Deja? Yeah, I thought it was really sweet. I also thought it was cute when um, Gary's like, you know, your parents, they might be knocking boots too. You don't know. Because it is a little, like, not immature, Gary, uh, Jesse's reaction, but, like, watching the age difference between them, it kind of felt just 
stripped of the TV of it all because Jesse was so surprised. He was like, no, stop. Not my parents. <laughs> it was a little bit cute. I thought it was nice. I do want to shout out to Gary because he's he very plainly says this is an opportunity to talk without filters. And I think that's the most important part of Fantasy Suites Weeks is that you get to talk about the real stuff. Notably, I remember when Tasha Adams was the Bachelorette and she had a Fantasy Suite Week with Ivan. And that's when they actually had to talk about like they used that time to talk about politics religion and stuff like that and we didn't hear about that in the show but later uh ivan did a podcast about it and he was saying like oh we realized that we have <laughs> ivan was an atheist and Tasha was clearly not and that's what kind of sent him home at the end but they're glad that they had the opportunity to talk about that and i really think that's really important so deja if you were in the fantasy suite what would you use that opportunity opportunity to, to do or talk about? Um, well, sex. Um, yeah, I feel like they also need to talk. I mean, you should, before you have sex with somebody, you guys should talk to them. That's a really good idea. But like, you do need to discuss that. Um, politics for sure. Crimes, drug usage, anything somebody wouldn't like to say on camera, pretty much. I would like to talk about. Uh, how you felt about other people in the house that you didn't want to share. Everything. Do you fart a lot? Like, I would I would probably go in with a list of questions. I think from the beginning of being in that show, I would be drafting a little questionnaire. And I can sit through that, and then at the end, <laughs> we can consider anything else. You'll be up for a couple hours. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, do, I do think it's interesting. I mean, like, you got to talk about, like, the real stuff. Are you actually going to move? Like, where are we moving to? Like, also, are you in debt? Do you have a lot of debt? Like, what am I inheriting? Like, what's going on? Real conversations need to happen in the fantasy suites. And I think that I'm glad that Gary kind of schools Jesse. It's not all about sex, but it's still about sex. And get people really want to know how active Gary's sex life is. And he kind of... When Jesse asks him about this, he kind of deflects it and he says, like, you know, it's been a long time. And I'm wondering, like, do you think Gary has dated anyone or seen anyone since um, his wife died? It's been about, I think, seven or eight years, I think. I'm assuming he saw one person, but, like, I don't think it was a serious thing. What do you think, Deja? I think that both television and... STD statistics tell me that older folks are, I'll just say it, incredibly horny. So Gary, I think he's probably a serial flirter, constantly making people blush and then being like, I could never. Yeah, that's my imagination for Gary. What do you think? Really? You know, I I have a hard time thinking Gary knocked boots with anyone. I mean... I don't know. It's like seven or eight years is a long time, but it's not that long. I, I think he gets know. his thrill just from the flirting. I think just from the that, flirting. And then he's like, ooh, I still got it. And goes home and like cooks with his daughters or something. Sure. 
But the first person to meet Gary on this fantasy sweet fantasy sweet week is Leslie. And Leslie and Gary, um, they meet each other. I do want to shout out Gary has a blue shirt and some red laces. I know the like very specific hiking shoe that he was wearing. I was like, okay, I see you, Gary. But they are going rappelling down a waterfall. I thought it was like a pretty I wouldn't say like easy date, but like, okay. I I don't like dates on the show where you don't have an opportunity to talk to each other, especially this close to the engagement. You know, uh, Deja, what did you think of the repelling date? Have you been repelling? And would you go repelling on the show? Uh, what did I think of it? Could have been more interesting, but interesting for a different reason. Have I gone repelling? No. Would I go repelling on the show? Yes. Um, why I thought it could have been more interesting because like you said, when these dates have more opportunities to talk and interact, it's always a bit more fun to watch as well. The adventurous dates are cool, but they're not getting me closer to like the reason I'm watching the show, which is what's going to happen. Who will you end up with? But I do think it's interesting that Leslie and Gary have had such adrenaline filled dates Because I think it really matches Leslie's personality, but also he keeps bringing up the sort of like freedom he feels with Leslie, the fun, the adventure that he feels with her. And he's also picking her for these dates. So I think there's, it's kind of feeding itself, him choosing to do these dates with her and the way that she actually acts and makes him feel like there's adventure in life. And speaking of adventure, we will be right back to hear a word from our sponsors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And we're back discussing all you need to know about the Golden Bachelor. And specifically, we are talking about Leslie's date with Gary. And I do, I do think it's interesting going back to your point about Gary picking for these dates. I, I, I don't know if I, I always hesitate on putting the lead in charge of picking the dates sometimes because some, here's some behind the scenes if info about the show because they, they constantly after every week, the production makes the lead pick their like top contenders like who are they feeling the most you know number one number two number three and according to uh, what was his name not colton i think it may have been colton colton he put his actual number one choice 
lower so that production will let him see him more because they don't let you see your number one choice. Yeah, I know. Right. And so he put his number one as Hannah G when it was actually Cassie. I know. Right. Weird strategy. Right. And so he tried to game the system. So he got more dates out of Cassie because she wasn't at his number one. Right. And so I'm wondering if the same is true for like Gary or if maybe they've changed since then of like, did, did Gary specifically pick Leslie for this? Or maybe Leslie's just not his number one. And then they give him more exciting dates. And plus maybe the more exciting dates are making him feel more lovingly towards Leslie than he actually does because the adrenaline's pumping, the heart's going, you know, Deja, do you think this is possible or maybe he does actually love Leslie? Who knows? I think both. I, I always say the dates they plan for these shows are magic bonding dates. Uh, which season is the date with the two bachelorettes that season? One of the dates was watching these video compilations of like their entire childhood and upbringing, followed by <sighs> videos from their family. Are you insane? Yeah. Are you out of your mind? That's a love potion. You're doing witchcraft. Yeah. Shout out to to pilot Rachel, the only pilot I will acknowledge in this franchise. <laughs> Pilot Rachel, the show did you so dirty. <laughs> but that's another the point. They, I do want to point out that Leslie and Gary were both wearing socks and shoes right next to a waterfall. And I thought that was like, ew, number one, because your socks are getting wet and there's nothing worse than wet socks. <laughs> Absolutely nothing worse than wet socks. But they make it down safely down the waterfall and that's when they get to have their sit down date and during this sit down date oh wait i do want to mention one thing gary has a lion tattoo on his shoulder did you see that dish <laughs> talk yeah. about burying the lead what <laughs> It's I I only want to point it out because I was so caught off guard by Gary's line tattoo because this is going to sound terrible. And if you have a lion tattoo, let's just say I'm not talking about you specifically. I've, you know, <laughs> okay. This is very this is a very niche topic because a lot of black people who have lion tattoos are the most wild people I know. I, <laughs> I think being Jamaican, I can say it's because a lot of them are Jamaican. <laughs> really? It's a, it's a Jamaican thing? Because like, well, every, whenever remember, I see someone with a lion tattoo, yeah. it's always like, they. this is going to sound terrible. I don't mean it to. I don't mean it to. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like when black people have it, it's like, I'm the, it's almost like a little, it's a dip into Hotep territory. <laughs> <laughs> you know where it's like i'm the i'm the king of my tribe um snoop dog went to jamaica came back to the u.s and he was like i'm no longer snoop dog i'm now snoop lion i was renamed by rastafarian priest and that's it like the problem is though with rastafarianism there's like rastas and then there's 
hoteps. And they use the same <laughs> symbols and it's terrifying. <laughs> it's 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 such a thing. I it's it's a very black thing. And Gary, I, I don't think you're a hotep. You are you are certainly not a hotep. Uh, no. but <laughs> it just caught me so off guard. Anyway, Gary, I love your tattoo. Keep doing you, buddy. Anyway, the night portion of the date between Leslie and Gary. They have a one... Gary's all smiles here, you know? He's, like, very happy to be with Leslie. And he specifically says, I don't think you've asked me any hard questions. You know? Like, he feels like he doesn't know Leslie that well. Which is very interesting to me because, number one, she's in your top two. So, you gotta know something about her. And Leslie... Leslie is slightly caught off guard by that comment because she thinks of this as I think that she thinks she's looking for the one still. We all know that Leslie has been in two marriages beforehand, right? And when Gary is talking about like, you know, I take this seriously, you will be not only like my partner, but like my last partner and like literally till death do us part, you know? You're going to be my last love if this works out. Like, saying, like, are you actually serious about this? And Leslie starts to cry because she's, in her words, she's never experienced that kind of love. And she's, more importantly, she hasn't had, like, a till death do us part thing because she's gotten divorced twice. And it's very sad. But this, do, do we think that Gary takes leslie seriously because i think at this point maybe gary's just kind of like leslie's fine but do is she my life partner what did you think of this whole conversation deja i feel like i've reached a point with gary where i intensely doubt his ability to make choices once somebody's vulnerable with him like, prime example for me is just the I love you in front of everyone's family. Oh, my God. Why'd you do that? But he gets caught up. And so I always feel like uh, it was very sweet the way he comforted her. She said that every year on her birthday, she says she's going to to find love. And every year her birthday comes again and she's promising herself the same thing. And the way he comforted her, the way he hugged her. It was very heartfelt, but now I'm like, okay, but Gary, feeling a lot of feelings towards someone doesn't mean you marry them. There's many options in between that, and I just don't know how how he'll sort any feelings out, honestly. I don't think he's the best at... I don't want to say reining in his emotions, because I don't want him to feel less, but I think being aware of what his emotions are. I think he puts a lot into the love basket when he feels strongly and he puts a lot into the sadness basket when he feels strongly mm-hmm. and he starts crying, but I don't know if he's sorting out his emotions that well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's also interesting. He, that he asked Leslie like logistical questions. He asked Leslie, like, are you willing to move for this? You know, and I think I still think that's what unfortunately got Faith eliminated last week 
because Faith was like, I am not moving. I have my farm. I have a lot of land and her family, even though he, I think he felt really strongly towards Faith. I think she was deeply rooted in a way that I think Leslie is more flexible in that way. And so I'm wondering if, is this a sign of Gary not thinking Leslie's up for this or, I thought about this while I was watching the episode last night that maybe it's because he relates to Teresa on like a deep, like we just lost loved ones in our life way, but he's, he likes dating Leslie. And then I think there's a, like a distinct difference when you like deeply relate to someone and like, you feel the same things they feel as opposed to like, I like hanging out with you. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Did, I don't know. Did you catch this at all? Or am I just bugging? I don't know. No, I definitely caught that. I, If you remember, after Gary and Teresa's very first date, I said, I think no matter what, Gary's going to end up with, like, a widow. Absolutely. I think he's going to end up with somebody who's gone through the same thing. And now we're going to find out if I was right. But I do think a part of their connection is we both know that we're holding our love for each other alongside love for someone we've lost. And I think in imagine that's a very specific position to have your heart in. It might just be easier to partner with somebody when you're both in that position. I think you're exactly right, but it's the moment we've all been waiting for. Gary pulls out the envelope and it says the classic bachelor line if you choose to forego your separate rooms. Ah, I love that part. And they both go to the fantasy suites. And I think I want to give Gary massive points because the morning after they ask him like, how was the fantasy suite, Gary? And I think he has a line where it's like, um, no matter what we did, it's none of your effing business. And oh my God, Gary, Thank you. I thought I thought you I thought you were gonna follow one of the golden rules of this franchise. Don't talk about fantasy suites. Don't talk about what happened in them. If you did it, you didn't. It's nobody's business. Nobody's business. Like it's oh my gosh, I'm still mad about Zach Shellcross screwing over Gabby and like just doing the most her like very horrible things. And thank you for the maturity of Gary to realize that it is none of our business whether you knocked boots or not. I'm just glad that you had a great time. <laughs> and ask the questions that you needed to. You know, like, are, do you follow this golden rule? Don't talk about fantasy suites. Don't kiss and tell. What did you think of the after more or after what the morning after of this fantasy suite, Deja? No, I thought. Keep it 100, Gary. They don't need to know. It's Those doors are closed for a reason. It is your one chance. It's your one opportunity. And whether something happens or not, the entire point of that room is privacy. Enjoy it. Leave it that way. With that being said, speaking of the morning after, Teresa is ready. She has her makeup on. She has her little cute outfit. I will say Teresa might be one of the best dressed people this season. 
You know, she had a very cute outfit. And shout out to Gary. He had the white, classic white shoes. He has like a very uh, tropical white like shirt going on, like very breezy, easy. Love that for Gary. And they have a very cute horse date where they're just riding horses. And I think this is goes back to my theory on like, is the edit trying to trick us? Because they get on these horses and there's, we see that there's not a lot of conversation happening on the horses. You know, Gary is in front and he's looking back to Risa, making sure he's okay, but they're not really talking. And they kind of have like the awkward music going on. And in Gary's like one on one with the producers, he's like, he's talking about has him and Teresa's relationship gone as far as it can go? Like, he he likes Teresa. He maybe even loves Teresa. But I do want to point out when he was talking about or was talking to Jesse earlier in the episode, and he says that he missed an opportunity to say well, how he feels about Teresa to Teresa. But if you go back to two episodes ago, we played the clip. And the clip had Gary in like in the frame, but without his lips moving, saying, I'm in love with, with Teresa. So I think it's super interesting on a forensic level of Gary acknowledging it of like, I didn't say I love you to Teresa. I don't I never said how I felt about Teresa to Teresa, right? And I think this is weird that the show acknowledges that he didn't say that to Teresa. It was most likely, and I think the show confirmed it that it was a like editing thing so haha we got it so deja what do you think of this very important i think one of the most important like producer talks like in the moment things where he's talking about teresa to the producers i agree it's one of the most important but he also says like i'm looking at teresa but the whole time i'm thinking what's leslie doing sir you're right oh my gosh i missed that oh brutal you can't do that dog like and he's even he says like she's the perfect woman I get for it, me. like what Gary, am i doing i understand it sounds like you're trying to and force yourself I, I, to love the one that makes sense on paper yeah uh, is this an edit uh, is this an editing thing i think he might choose teresa i think at this point i'm just wondering like he's thinking about leslie he but he kind of grilled leslie I don't, I want to know, maybe, maybe Faith was number one. Maybe Faith was number one because the way he reacted to Faith going home, the way he reacted to seeing Faith at the reunion, I just, uh, maybe it's not either of them. I don't know because when I look at Gary's face as he's sitting down with Teresa, it's not, it's, he's like listening, but you don't see the warmness that we usually see from Gary. And I, I don't know how to describe it. We actually see it more so in the date, like the evening portion of the date where they're having their sit down. And I think this is a point that I want to bring up that Teresa's not dumb. I think America thinks that Teresa's dumb, but she's a stock trader. <laughs> she's trading. Yeah, she is not dumb. She, like, I think people think that Teresa is kind of like ditzy or whatever. And like, 
no, she's pretty smart. She's like, she has a real job. And not that anyone's jobs are fake, but he is asking, like, what is your career like, you know? And he asked Teresa, like, are you willing to quit your job? Which did slightly catch me off guard that Gary almost viewed, like, winning this or, like, having this be the relationship means quitting your job. And I guess and to some degree that is true because you might have to move. But, like, why can't Teresa keep her career? What did you think about this whole interaction, Deja? Yeah, I, I actually have the quote because it was so strange how he said it. He said, I would kind of like to know what you do and a little bit about when you're going to decide that you're not going to do it anymore. Okay. It there's you have to play like a jigsaw puzzle to get through the meaning of that sentence already. And I get it to some degree because he is retired. And living a retiree life with a stock trader, if he wants to be able to fully just like enmesh their lives together and there's somebody who's going to be spending 40% of their day even, 40% of their week somewhere else in an office while you are maybe twiddling your thumbs at home, it might not be the type of life that he wants to have with somebody at this stage. So I get it. And it doesn't seem like Teresa really minds. She said she was only doing it till she found a man. And you know what? Amen, girl. That's how you know she's smart. She's going to make her own money and find a man who will let her live comfortably. That's a balance <laughs> right there. I mean, I don't like... Maybe it's because they're older. And like, I mean, I think I think people get a lot of shit for getting an MRS degree back in the day. You know, just going to college to like, quote unquote, find a man. And like, it's... <laughs> It, but maybe like my inner liberal progressive in me is like, don't quit your job, Teresa. <laughs> Make sure you have your own money. But like, if if they're from that certain generation and they're okay with that, just get <laughs> more power to them. You know, more power to them. And like, also, I think it, I do think it's weird that how Gary phrased that. I caught that too. Of like, what does it mean? Like. Number one, you just now asking Teresa, what do you do? <laughs> you don't know her job title? This girl could be your wife and you don't know her job title. Like, uh, I thought that was kind of weird, but it just seemed to me, it feels like for the first time, I think to me, it came off that Gary's a little bit talking down to Teresa. And I think I was like, ah. it just fed into my, like, does he really like her? You know, did you, I don't know. Did you think Gary was talking down to Teresa? Maybe it's just me. It's probably just me. I don't know if he felt, I felt like he was talking down to Teresa. I feel like there was a nervousness in acknowledging that she doesn't need him. Because she truly doesn't. Like, she very much wants this love and she wants a man, but she doesn't need him. He even says, like, oh, I'm talking to somebody who has their shit together. Yeah, you were a restaurateur and you got your house and it's comfortable, but she doesn't need you. Oh my gosh. I had a thought. I had a thought. I had a thought. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I had a thought. I had a thought. I had a thought. Remember, I've been seeing this for weeks. Gary's love is activated where he could be a protector and nurturer. 
And I think the thing that's catching him off guard about Teresa is that Teresa's okay with her family, number one. Teresa's family is looking out for Teresa, number one, ride or die. Number two, that she has her own job, makes her own money. And so, therefore, Gary doesn't feel activated by Teresa. Oh, Andre! You cracked the code. You cracked the code. He he loves her. He he can't be Superman, and he doesn't know what to do. He is Clark Kent only. Whoa. Oh yes, we got it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think we we see you, Gary. We see. You. We know what you are. Uh, oh man. But anyway, speaking of seeing. They both, Gary pulls out the envelope, does the little speech, if you chose to forgo your separate rooms, yada, yada, yada. And they both accept and go to the fantasy suites. And obviously, Gary, like you said before, doesn't say, tell anyone what he did with Teresa how it was. But, you know, they're having a good time. They're drinking their coffee. And he's still... I think he's defensive in the morning. I don't know. It's like he's not fully relaxed with Teresa, you know? And that's fine, I guess. But morning after comes, Teresa says she felt great. She could be waking up to her next husband, which is nice. Good for you, Teresa. And Gary walks away. And as Gary's walking away, Teresa says, if he asks me to marry him, she would say yes. Meanwhile, Gary is looking off into space and he is racked with guilt because he says he can see a life with Leslie or Teresa. Leslie is like adventurous. Leslie's fun. But Teresa ha- and him have this bond together that's so hard to describe. They have a bond that will forever bond them. And he's sad because he's going to hurt someone and he doesn't want to do that. So... Deja, now that we've recapped the episode, what is your final prediction on who will win Gary's Heart and who will win this season of The Golden Bachelor? I'm going to stick with it because, again, every time I bet against her, she's going to prove me wrong. I'm going to stick with Teresa. And it hurts. Oh, feel good Teresa's perfectly nice she's amazing I just even with the kind of reasoning of you know his love feels activated when he can protect someone she doesn't really like need that from him I just feel like this episode has made me feel like the only consistent thing throughout the show in Teresa's arc is that Gary likes someone else a little bit more or while he's with her, there's just a little bit of somebody else present. And I hope this just lets Teresa know that she's capable of doing this in her life. And maybe she can find herself some other boo. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think you guys leave married. And I don't know what to do with it, guys. I just don't know what to do. What do you think, Justin? <sighs> it's it's hard. Because, I, I like you said... Every time you count against Teresa, she comes roaring back. I think we have to be prepared that Teresa's going to win. <laughs> I know America doesn't want it, and that's okay. But I think Teresa's going to win. I think Teresa is going to win. 
call it now. I think the producers are editing it in a way that make us think it's not Teresa when I think it actually is. But final prediction, locking it in that Teresa will be the one Gary chooses. Oh, I, I just feel weird about it. I do. I feel weird about it. I do. <sighs> but this is going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of Decoding Reality. But as per tradition, we get to name the episode. And I think I have the perfect name for this episode. But Deja, did you have any names picked out? I didn't. Every single episode, I sit there and I try and think of songs. And it just goes blank. So that that's what I, I trust really? you for. Yeah, okay. it's so hard. I don't know why. I think this one was pretty obvious. Because I think we should name this episode... Don't go chasing waterfalls by TLC. <laughs> it's right there. It's it was right Asia. there. Come on. It was right there. It was right there. Anyways, See, as a reminder, I sit there and I think Costa Rica fantasy. No, <laughs> my, there's literally a waterfall in the right. episode. <laughs> That's perfect. Don't go chasing. Oh waterfalls. man. Mm-hmm. As a reminder. You can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. And please email us at decodingtv at gmail.com and find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. Deja, where can people send their uh, repelling equipment to this episode? People can send their repelling equipment to at Deja Talks TV on all platforms. That's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Justin, where can the folks send their stock tips? <laughs> Teresa the Day Trade. You can send those tips wherever toys are sold on Twitter, TikTok, and on Instagram at Freddy's Roommate. And we will see you next week. Wait, no, we won't. Because next week is Thanksgiving which means the final episode is going to air the Thursday after. And we will see you then to recap the finale of The Golden Bachelor. See you later. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.